The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Poor Thomas. He misses one meeting and ends up saddled with the doubting title for all time. You know, I used to be kind of hard on Thomas, even though I think we all find some comfort that an apostle had some doubts, especially when we struggle with doubts ourselves about one thing or another. It might be easy for us to look down on Thomas if we regard ourselves as the blessed who have not seen but have believed. But we can forget a significant point. When we hear the truth of the gospel, we hear about both the death and resurrection together, as well as the follow-up of the Ascension, Pentecost, and the early church. Thomas didn't have that advantage. He had just experienced the actual death of Jesus. Not just the death, but the capture, torture, ridicule, and crucifixion an end that none of the apostles ever anticipated or expected for their master. The idea that the Son of God would be killed by the Romans at the request of the Jewish leaders was contrary to any concept Thomas would have had of a Messiah. The apostles' world had just been rocked to its very core by the death of their leader. And the implications of that death on their belief in and relationship with him. If at the time of Jesus' death they had seen it as his manifest destiny, as a necessary part of the paschal mystery 
leading to his resurrection. They wouldn't have fought to prevent it, as Peter had started to do, and they would not have run off, as many of them did. What they saw was Jesus dead. Not rumored dead, not missing and unaccounted for, but dead. Undeniably nailed, pierced, removed, and buried. The death of Jesus was far too great a blow for Thomas to then accept the story of a risen Lord on the words of others alone. Because what does it mean if Jesus is in fact risen from the dead for Thomas and for us? Risen means Jesus is truly God. God become man. Risen means that since he is God, that he didn't have to die, because as God, he could have prevented it. Risen means that he chose to die voluntarily as an act of his free will. Why would he do that? Risen means he chose to die out of his great love for us. And risen means that all that he said and taught was true and necessary for our salvation. Risen means not only that Jesus is God, but that as God, he chose to die even though he could have prevented it. And his rising doesn't just prove his divinity. It reveals more completely his sacrificial act of total love and mercy. This is why it was so important that Jesus show first the group and later Thomas the wounds in his hands and side. There was no body double. Jesus was not hidden away and some lookalike took his place on the cross. Jesus suffered and died. God suffered and died. Willingly suffered and died. And now, as he had promised, he had returned to life, not without wounds, but with proof of the wounds he willingly received as the ultimate expression of God's love and mercy. When I retired late last year, I moved a quantity of boxes from my office to my home. You know, stuff from my desk and office that I had accumulated over the years. A couple of weeks ago, as I was going through one of the boxes, looking for something, I came upon a puzzling envelope. It had simply the first name Ed written on it in handwriting that I did not recognize. It appeared to be some kind of a card, and with growing trepidation, I opened it to find a Christmas card to a co-worker of mine. The card was from an administrative assistant with whom we both used to work and had routinely exchanged Christmas cards and gifts many years before. The card was to Ed and his wife and contained three $10 gift cards to Outback Steakhouse. It appeared that this person had given the card to me to give to Ed some time back, and I had put it in my desk or somewhere among my things and forgotten about it. As best we could determine, this probably occurred in 2008. Hey, better late than never. As I slowly realized what I had done, several thoughts went through my mind. I wondered if the cards still had any value or if I would need to replace them. At first, I checked to see if they had expired. There was no expiration date. So far, so good. 
Then I checked to see if the closest outback was still in operation. The one in Ontario is still open. Check. I did not feel the need to see if Outback had started giving away food, even though if they had, this would have eliminated the card's value. The only other thing that would have reduced the value of the gift was if Ed himself had expired and could no longer take advantage of it. But when I called to inform him of my mistake, I was able to determine that he was still very much alive and having a good laugh at my expense. I, of course, also had to call the card giver and advise her of my mistake, and also why she probably never got a thank you from Ed for that gift. We also shared a laugh. I share this story because on this Divine Mercy Sunday, in the octave of Easter, we celebrate the gift Jesus gave us, the gift of his love and mercy to transform our lives and to save us from our sin. Although many of us still haven't fully opened the card, or cashed in the gift. The good news is that Jesus' gift has no expiration date. I am also pleased to say that he is still open for business in the same location. The third comparison is also true, but a little more complicated. In the same way that Outback has not started giving away all their food, and therefore has not diminished the value of the gift certificate, there is still sin judgment, and hell, and therefore the value of God's gift of mercy and our need for it is undiminished. The voice of the world today would argue that there is no sin, and if there is sin, there is no judgment. And even if there is sin and judgment, there is certainly no hell or punishment. But that simply is not true. If there was no judgment and no punishment, Why would God have gone to such great lengths to save us from it? And while God's love and mercy have no expiration date, as far as our earthly life is concerned, we do. And our time to take advantage of God's gift is not unlimited. Fortunately, unlike Ed's Christmas card, the news of God's gift of love and mercy was not misplaced and forgotten by some failing messenger but is proclaimed loud and clear in his word, by his preachers, and through the teachings and sacramental life of his church. Jesus is risen. Jesus is Lord. Jesus has conquered sin and death. And Jesus loves each and every one of us and longs for us to repent so that he can forgive us and be in close personal relationship with us. His love and his mercy endure forever. This is God's gift to us, to be opened, redeemed, and shared with as many as possible. About this, let there be no doubt. Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.